Don't be where the protest is. Don't be where the riot's going to be. And if you're listening to the show, you're like three steps ahead of the rest of the public. You know how this is most likely going to play out. There's going to be civil unrest. The sun's going to go down and then it's going to get really violent. When disaster strikes, will you be prepared? This is Prepping 2.0 with authors and prepping experts, Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Online at prepping2-0.com. Get ready. Prepping 2.0 coming in three, two, one. Welcome, everyone. This is Shelby Gallagher over here at Prepping 2.0. Welcome. I want to also say hello to my co-host on the show and co-host in life, Glenn Tate. Hello, dear. As you know, and I'm going to let the listeners know. Uh, this is not an awesome day for me. I got a little chemo brain going on. So Shelby's going to be driving the bus and I'm going to be kind of sitting in the back. So, uh, but that'll be fine. Well, and we have Kamala with us. We have Kamala. Just so everybody <laughs> knows my chemo pump that is stuck into my heart right now. It's got a little pump full of uh, delicious chemo juices that make me um, really kind of <laughs> goofy. Um, we, a- we've named her Kamala. That's the name of the pump because when we sleep at night, Kamala gets between me and Shelby and um, she's irritating. She's irritating. And we want her to go away. And as soon as she's gone, we'll be very, very happy. My, life will be better. So that's why we named our chemo, my chemo pump, Kamala. Well, we have, as usual, I think a great guest. We have Brady White, who is a police officer in a city somewhere in America. And he's going to talk about law enforcement perspectives on riot season 2021. He's also going to talk about law enforcement as it relates to the COVID vaccine and the lack of enforcement the police are going to do on that. And we're going to talk a little bit about the whole Derek Chauvin trial. Derek Chauvin garbage. from a police officer's perspective. And I wanted to let folks know that we now are building up such a library of archived shows that we can say things like this. Brady was on episode 103, 103, and did a great job and said some things a few months ago that now have come true and he can elaborate upon. So I commend to you episode 103 for the first Brady show. If I recall, that was kind of early COVID or pre, just barely pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And it was dry at season 2020. And that's what we really talked about. And so many of those things have come true and have spread and become worse. So we're going to talk a lot about that today. Yes. But before we dive into that, we have a few quick items. Top 100, Shelby, take it away. So I wonder who wishes they had prepped. Um, well, it started off, the answer to that was people in Bosnia, and now the answer is people on the East Coast who didn't have any gasoline and were putting gasoline in plastic trash bags in their trunk and filling up Tupperware containers and filling up, God only knows what else, cardboard boxes with gasoline. I made that last one up, but it's probably <laughs> well, happened and we somewhere. already have one case of where someone got into a high-speed chase with police officers crashed and burned literally because so, of the gasoline, the gasoline and the yeah. trash bags. So fun time. So the list comes from those who survived the Bosnian collapse. You can find it on our website. Number 14 this week seems kind of appropriate. Propane heaters. Propane and propane oh, accessories. Every time. Every time. So propane, every time I see the word propane, I become Hank Hill. And it's, and it's, it's annoying. Well, and propane heaters. Yes. Important. Yes. All of that. More importantly, propane. Yeah. Because the pipelines are getting questioned. And, and of course, we have inflation. We have supply disruptions. Huge fan of the Mr. Heaters. Um, That's the name of a brand. There's little buddy heaters that are small. Mr. Heaters, they're fantastic. They run on one-pound little Coleman propane tanks, and they are amazing. Highly recommended. Uh, Come in handy in a million uses. This propane heater thing really uh, came to the forefront with the Texas ice storm. These were pretty valuable things. And with everything else we talk about, go ahead. We, we just did an episode last week on, on debt and whether you should go into debt. And we talked about inflation and scarcity and supply disruptions. When it comes to stuff like propane heaters, when it's an obvious prepping product, it's not a $3,000 1911 that you've always wanted, right? Now might be the time to get it because it'll cost more later. It may not be around. And you could have some supply disruptions. Remember, like so many other items that we talk about, we talked about water, containers, and systems and treatment and everything. It's a system. The Mr. Heaters and the Little Buddies require propane canisters, and they go through them pretty quickly, actually. So when you get one of these heaters, or if you have one of these heaters, go get a bajillion propane canisters because it's a system. Often these things don't just work on their own. It takes something else. So I think I've beaten that. Well, and and let me add this too: the little tanks. This is camping season. We're heading into summer, not just riot season, but camping season. These things go on sale 
somewhat often yeah. look for them and buy them. So, like, buy a flat of them. Lurkers. Lurkers come out of the shadows. You know the deal. You've heard it. A long-time listeners know. If you are lurking, that is, you're not a Patreon supporter and you just listen to the regular show, you're missing out on a bunch of Patreon stuff. So please become a Patreon. Two bucks a month. You can find out how to do that on our website, prepping2-0.com. There's a kind of orangish, reddish thing that says uh, how to support us on Patreon or something like that. Or you can just go into patreon.com and search for our name, become a Patreon. It's really cool. You get the after show and a bunch of other stuff. So there you have it. And Shelby, we have some other announcements. First weekend in October 2021, if you are anywhere on the west side of the United States or traveling over here, I encourage you to check out the Panhandle Preparedness Expo. We will be there with a booth, with our swag. For the last several years, we've spoken and had a little meet and greet kind of time with fans. Encourage you to come. Great place to meet us. Let's just be honest. That's kind of cool. It's fun for us to meet everybody. We love it. We get Um, energized. Oh my goodness. And then you get to meet all kinds of other great preppers. You get to see all kinds of great products and displays of great prepping items. The other one, Red State Realtors. It's really taken off. Uh, There's a website uh, that we just put up, uh, redstate-realtors.com. You click on a red state, and for many of the states, but not all, it's still a work in progress, we have a realtor for you, or in some cases, for some states, several realtors who are patriots. Many of them are Patreons. Many of them are listeners of the show. Preppers. Preppers. And they will, and they understand what you're doing. If you're relocating from a blue state to a red state, they get it. They've helped other blue state refugees. And um, they can help you relocate into the state of your choosing or answer some questions about the state. So a big resource there. And related to that, we've been running some really, really cool shows, uh, video bonus shows, which are available to Patreons at the $5 and up level. And um, we call them uh, Red State Profiles. We just did one with some great folks, um, Patrick and Gina uh, Breck from South Dakota. They came on and did a video bonus show. They told us because they're Patreons in South Dakota, all about South Dakota, why people should consider moving there, pros, cons, interesting stuff about climate and taxes and all kinds of cool stuff. And so highly commend that. But my point with all this is if you're a Patreon listening and you're in a red state, we would love to have you on the show. Patrick and Gina can tell you there's no magic to it. You just have a Zoom connection and it's a conversation. It's not like you need to have like hair and makeup in like a studio or anything. It's just a conversation. Shoot, we have Kamala with us. We have, yeah, right now. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, please, Patreons from other states, why don't you come on and do a VBS? It'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, it's something to show the grandkids. I made that up. So we couldn't do this show without our awesome sponsors. Want to just uh, talk about a couple of them real quick. Numana Foods, uh, they deal in bulk freeze-dried food. Great folks over there. This is one of those things that's going to get expensive really quick and go away really quick. So I encourage you to check them out. Numana, N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. Use the coupon code PREP, lowercase P-R-E-P, and get 10% off your order. Another good one is EMP Shield. Great folks over there. They have created an amazing device. They that you connect to your device and your device can be your home, your car, your generator, protects it from an EMP or a coronal mass ejection. Uh, use the coupon code prepping 2.0 at checkout and you get $50 off each device. Yeah. Cool deal. We're going to go jump right into it and talk to our awesome guest today. And I'm excited about this conversation. Brady White is a police officer, formerly in a blue city. Like Glenn said, we had him on a show before, but real quick, I want to say hello. Brady, how's it going? Hey, I'm here. Awesome. All right. So how's it been since the last time we chatted with you? Russian hacking is what is responsible. I know, it's the Russians' fault. Mm -hmm. It might be. Uh, It's been pretty good. When we talked last time, it was actually right before the election. Ah, yes. And um, I was getting ready. um, We we talked about it off here, but I didn't say it on here. I was getting ready to leave my large blue city police department. And about a week after the show aired, that's exactly what I did. And um, Good it was you. probably the best move I made professionally. Um, I still live uh, like an hour and 15 minutes away from where I work. So I have a very healthy commute and I live in a very small rural community. So it's nice because I kind of have a front row seat to the downfall of a big mm-hmm. blue city. And I have plenty of friends who still work there and feed me all kinds of information. Mm. So when things come out in the news, I just laugh because I know what it's really about or what really led to that policy or press conference. 
mm-hmm. and it's hysterical. It's it's absolutely hysterical to see the spin that they're trying to put on, you know, the wheels coming off the wagon. I actually talked to one of my friends who's still there, and I was like, you know, there was probably guys just like us right in the middle of the downfall of Rome. And they were looking around and going, this is all such garbage. They're lying about everything. They're, you know, they're telling the people one thing, but it's really another. And wow. I, I firmly believe that, you know, anytime a, a great empire fell, there were people who were on the front lines going, oh, it's just isn't worth it anymore. Yeah. I, I know that I know they're lying to me. I know they're lying to the public. And I feel like that's, you know, what I'm in the middle of right now. So with uh- the stuff that's in, in the headlines. Absolutely. So on that note, this is a perfect time for me to ask this question. I wrote about this in my books. I have a very poignant scene that takes place in Cincinnati. If you look up at my chapter and I think it's book Uh, book one or two. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about. Cincinnati. uh, Go look it up where you have an assault, a very gruesome assault happening to a family and people uh, one of the main characters pleading with police to help these people. And they don't. And I I can't help but think of, and I want to ask you and get your in-depth answer to this, Brady. We are now seeing that happen in the headlines. We're seeing videos, because everyone has a video camera with them, where people are pleading, Mm -hmm. would you please fix this? Will you please stop this assault from happening? Will you please, will you please stop these people from blocking the freeway? And they just stand there. So can you... And this is way worse than what was happening even last summer during riot mm-hmm. season, 20, even last fall during the election. Tell, tell us your thoughts on that. What can people expect coming up this summer and any of your thoughts? Okay. So it's not everywhere, um, but Good. there's always a common theme. It's always in a big city, right? Right. It's always in a large city where you're seeing the, the traffic be blocked or the assault at a protest slash riot happening. And then someone looks over at the police who are basically standing there watching it and go, are you going to step in and do something? And it, you know, that it's, it's always in a large Democrat controlled city where, where those, uh, where those incidents take place. Because when the Antifa and BLM tried their nonsense up in Coeur d'Alene last year, they got run off. Yep. Uh, they also, they also try and they got run off by, I don't know, just concerned citizens, three percenters, whoever, whomever. Yep. Um, there was a place in Colorado, same thing. I can't remember which community it was. It was a suburb in Denver, but it wasn't Denver proper. Mm-hmm. Where they tried a, a, a protest and basically, you know, three to 500 guys kitted up. I don't even think they had rifles. I, th- I just think they were in plate carriers. They probably were open carrying uh, handguns. And they were like, look, bro, ain't happening here. It's time for mm-hmm. you to leave. And, you know, it's always when... Antifa and BLM are playing or what I call the home game. They're in a, they're in a Democrat controlled city. The police has basically been told to stand down because I've had those orders before I've had my weekend canceled. I have to stand and watch them, you know, knock a statue down or, you know, light the garbage cans in the park on fire. And we're basically just told to stand there and watch. We can't really enter in a seat. And that was one of the reasons why I left where I work because like, and if you go back to the episode I was on, you can hear the frustration in my voice because mm-hmm. I have listened to that episode where it's like, you're canceling my days off and you're making me go and stand there. And I, I watch all this happen and you're not letting me go in and sort it out. Like, so what are we doing? Mm-hmm. So that was, that was the main reason that I left where I was working is because I was not satisfied with the direction that the department was taking and the over politicization politics, Politization? Am I pulling a Glenn right now? But making up a word. Make it a word. Go um, for it. Roll with it. We all know yeah. what you're saying. That's what matters. Right. All right. right. I'm on the right show to do it. Mm-hmm. So the over politicization, I guess, uh, sure. probably the you know wrong word, but uh, of of the police department and the way that they're being told to essentially um, selectively enforce the law as far as protests and unlawful assembly and all that. So you keep seeing that happen in these big cities. So my advice to everybody. If you live in a big city, get out if you can. If you can't get out and you know that there's going to be a protest for freaking social justice and climate change and free Palestine, like today, as we talk nationwide, there are all of these free Palestine slash um, climate change um, and marches being held nationwide. Yep. If you know that that's happening in your city and you live in, say, we, I think I said Topeka last time, so we'll go with Miami, Florida this time. 
you live in, in Miami and you know that there's going to be a protest, don't go anywhere near it. Yeah. Stay away from it. The be, you know, Mr. Miyagi said the best way to, to not get hit is not be there. Like, don't be where the protest is. Don't be where the riot's going to be. And you know, I mean, if you're listening to the show, you're like three steps ahead of, you know, the rest of the public. You know how this is most likely going to play out. There's going to be civil unrest. The sun's going to go down. And then it's going to get really violent. I guess the upshot is this year for 2021 riot season is gas is going through the roof price wise, so there'll probably be less Molotov cocktails thrown. They're going to they're going to throw solar solar cocktails. That's what they're going to do. Solar cocktails. Solar cocktails. I made that up. Oh my word! You know we'll roll with it. We'll see how it goes. But (laughs) it's just this is what you know. I mean, you guys are are, you know you're finally getting out of the blue hellhole that is Washington, (laughs) and you're moving you know back to what I call America mm-hmm. and you know uh, welcome uh, you know I'll be very I've seen the photos online I can't wait to see you know when you guys settle in it's going to be great mm-hmm. but I just you know going forward from last year last year basically laid it out for us this year I think some people especially democratic strategists who basically use this fervor to get Biden in amongst other means that were you know Nefarious, yes. They think that they, yeah, they think that this year they're not going to have riot season. Well, I mean, Ted Weir is finding out now. All of a sudden, he wants to refund the police. We defunded them. Now we want to refund. Them. I like that. Minneapolis, Minneapolis, doing the same thing because their violent crimes up over like a thousand percent from last year. Yep. And it's like, well, you said you wanted to abolish police, and I told you the last time I was on, I wanted to see how it played out. So if you, I'm like, I serve at the leisure and pleasure of my department. And if, if on the ballot in November, it comes out that they want to slash the police budget by half and they're going to lay off half their police force. I have, you know, I have, I can either roll with it and hope that I'm not one of the people let go or I can get out and go somewhere else before that. So like, this is, I mean, this is happening in real time. Yeah. And, and I know that, like, I, I literally watched a six-minute video on Facebook. There was, like, some rural place in, I think it was Tennessee, where they basically abolished their entire police department. As of July 1st, all 32 of them are out of a job. And that was, like, they said it was, like, a budgetary thing, and they're just going to farm it out to the sheriff's department. But, of course, there's always, like, you know, the people who were involved were saying it was small-town politics, and there was a grudge between the mayor and the chief, so the mayor just got rid of everybody. But you have seen how this plays out in major cities. It's going to get violent. It did last summer. It did last election season. It's most likely going to happen again this summer and fall. So my advice to everybody is don't be there. Get out. If you can relocate, great. If you can't, go stay out in the country for the weekend if you know that there's going to be some big, high-profile whatever. And every time there's a police shooting... They don't let the facts come out. It's, you know, Ben Crump shows up with, with Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and, and the outrage machine, and they crank it back up, and they mm-hmm. become a sideshow in the circus. When they foment because, the violence, yeah. But, but, but that's their playbook. Is right, exactly. Because if, if, if racial, like, if there was no, like, you know, we waved the magic wand and no one hated anybody because of race tomorrow, those three would be out of a job. They wouldn't have anything to do. Yeah. Like, the, like what's her face? Patrice Cullors from Black Lives Matter with the six mansions. You know, this whole grift has been great to her. Yeah. She's got some, she's living larger than I'll ever live. Absolutely. And all she does is show up and make a speech and people and take donations and shake down corporations. A lot of and people I mean, say, I guess good for her. A lot of people I mean, say BLM, BLM stands for by large. Mansions. Mansions. Hey, Mansions. I wanted to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wanted to interject real quick and mention another couple of sponsors while we have a little bit of a break here. Um, I wanted to tell you about Backwoods Home Magazine. It's a great magazine, quarterly magazine, all kinds of good stuff. I consider it a reference piece. It comes in the mail. It's on paper. Some of our millennial and Gen Z uh, listeners may have heard about that and seen that in a museum, but it's a real thing. If you go to Backwoods Home and you uh, enter in six, the number six OFFs for six off six bucks off so instead of 47 bucks it's 41 because i'm really good at math i wanted to also mention minutemen coffee best coffee in the world patriot dudes that do it and they have the exclusive prepping 2.0 i miss america blend 
It's awesome. It feels like Shelby. We're doing this show in the afternoon, so she's uh, I'm being off good. drugs right now. <laughs> and if you uh, type in the coupon code I Miss America, you're gonna get fifteen percent off. And last but not least, we were talking about the Red State Real. Well, actually, two things. Uh, I'll, I'll do one, and, and Shelby will do one. Um, Red State Realtors, we mentioned. I wanted everyone to know about our Tennessee, our exclusive Tennessee realtor who's amazing, came on and did a VBS, knocked it out of the park, Lizzie McDaniel. If you're thinking about Tennessee, go on to redstate-realtors.com and click on Tennessee. Lizzie's one of us, that's all I need to say. And Lizzie would be happy to tell you about Tennessee in general if you're thinking about other states. She can give you some information. It's not like you have to know you're going to move to Tennessee to click on her link. And then Shelby's going to round it out with another awesome realtor in another awesome red state. Awesome. Jared Savick, we had him on as a guest yeah. uh, around Thanksgiving, Christmas time. He and his wonderful wife are realtors in the Kalispell, Montana area. But don't let that stop you. They can help you with properties in town, out of town, and way out of town. And uh, they know what it's like and what it takes takes to make a good prepping property, whether you want something that's turnkey, you can walk right in and use it, or if you want to build it yourself, um, I encourage you to check them out at Seize the Day Montana, and that's SeizeTheDayMT.com, and uh, just Google it, look it up, and tell them that Glenn and Shelby sent you great, great folks over there at uh, Seize the Day Montana. And then, um, so we only have a couple of minutes. And we you, hate doing that, but it just—it's a know. hard clock with the radio. It is, you it know? is. But don't worry, we're gonna. It doesn't happen in the after show. No, nope, it saying. doesn't. We're gonna carry lots of things over. So I only have like a, a minute or two. But you, you've spoken quite a bit about this, Brady. The loss of officers. Kind of wrap that up. What what else do you want to? For, we've seen the murder rate go up. We've seen just crime rate go up. What's a secondary or even tertiary thing that people aren't realizing or not seeing in the media that can happen with that? And then I'm going to cut you off for the break. Go ahead. That's right. Well, I actually have some facts and figures. Um, so since we last spoke, Seattle is down 200 more officers, according to the Washington Post. I talked about New York police and how they you had to basically like wait six weeks to retire. They have had a 200% increase in separation since we last spoke. Baltimore needs to close two entire precincts down because they're down 900 officers. Jeez, that's wow. The, that is per the Baltimore Paternal Order of Police, okay, wow. for the entire city. Philly is down almost 600 officers since we last spoke. That's according to Ken Matthews, who was covering for the Rush um, show mm. last week. Minneapolis murder rate is up 1,600% in the wake of the uh, Derek Chauvin, George Floyd trial and incident. Boston, Massachusetts, their shootings are up 260%. Dang. Atlanta PD, their violent crime has gone through the roof. They just they just had to bring Garrett Rolfe back on, who was the officer who was uh, fired wow. by the corrupt DA and, um, and Keisha Lance Bottoms. Um, but he was automatically placed on administrative leave. So he's, you know, he's back, but he's not back because he's basically just going to they're going to settle with him and then he's right. going to move on. But uh, everywhere that I've talked about, violent crime is up and separations within the departments are way up. Wow. And Brady, and that, and Brady we're going to have to. If you don't believe anything that I just said, you can just simply Google it. Yep. And Brady, we need to carry and, that and over. You we can, need to carry those thoughts over. Stuff. Carry those thoughts over to the second segment. You, you're hitting on something huge. Facts and figures our folks need. Stick around for segment two. We're just getting started. More of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher is coming right up. Hear all our previous shows free online at prepping2-0.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Looking to meet other like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own prepper group? Already have a group? Join PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet has gathered the biggest names in the industry to help unite preppers everywhere. Join John Jacob Schmidt, Scott Hunt, Dr. Bones and Nurse Amy, Glenn Tate, Shelby Gallagher, Charlie Hogwood, Samuel Culper, Survivor Jane, Rick Austin, Franklin Horton, Ryan Mitchell, and Brian Duff. Our team is united. Check us out at PrepperNet.com. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. PrepperNet.com. Shelby Gallagher here. We found that you need to layer your food preps. Yeah, this is Glenn Tate here. A lot of times, the hardest part of layering is the long-term foods. We love Numana foods, which have a 25-year shelf life and are non-GMO. Also, organic meals are available. Numana comes in family-style portions and in bulk. This is not backpacking food. It's family meals that last for at least 25 years. The perfect freeze-dried part of your food layering. 
You can get a sample of Numana meals for $19.95 and see for yourself. You will be amazed. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount by entering the code PREP. Go to Numana.com or click the link on the Prepping 2.0 website. Give it a try. Numana.com. That is N-U-M-A-N-N-A.com. When the grid goes down, darkness will descend fast. Used to be there was nothing you could do about an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, or CME, coronal mass ejection. Now you can protect your electronics, protect your family, thanks to EMP Shield. EMP Shield invented a simple to install device that prevents whatever's connected to it from frying in an EMP or CME, and it costs just a few hundred dollars. EMP Shield has been tested by independent laboratories and passed muster with the government, which has ordered lots of them. Google EMP Shield and see for yourself and save some money. Get a $50 discount per device. Go to prepping2-o.com. Click on the Friends and Affiliates page, then click on the EMP Shield logo. At checkout, use coupon code PREPPING2.0. It's all one word. Abe Lincoln here. In 1773, patriots broke the chains of British tyranny by throwing tea into Boston Harbor. On that day, Americans began drinking coffee. We celebrate that event daily here at Minutemen Coffee. All men are created equal. (laughs) Coffee is not. Minutemen Coffee is roasted to perfection in small batches. Old, smooth, and never bitter. Shipped to you fresh daily. Whole bean, ground, or our patented pods. www.minutemencoffee.com Prepping 2.0 is about that next level of prepping. One of the key 2.0 items to have is bulletproof body armor plates. I used to think body armor was too tactical for a regular guy like me, but it isn't. Give yourself, your family, and your team an unfair advantage when bullets are flying. Body armor used to be expensive and hard to get. Not anymore. KD Armor, and that stands for come and take it, makes solid and affordable body armor for normal people. Get body armor while you can. The clowns in Congress are trying to prohibit future sales. KD Armor is the place to get it. C-A-T-I-Armor.com. Prepping 2.0 listeners get a 10% discount when you use the coupon code GRANT. Now, more of Prepping 2.0 with authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. Welcome back, everyone. Shelby Gallagher here. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. And so, Brady, I just wanted you to keep going. You were reeling off a great, just facts, cavalcade, cavalcade, flood of facts in regards to um, big blue cities who are um, have huge BLM, Antifa, rioting, policing problems. Many of them have defunded their police, and now we are da- down officers because of early retirements. Terrible morale. Terrible morale, and officers like you leaving in droves. Mm-hmm. So keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you look at what's going on in Columbus. Um, you know, yeah. their violent crimes going going up now in the wake of that justified shooting. I mean, uh, these are the same people who, uh, and 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 Glenn, here's here's your hook. We live in a post-truth society. Okay. The facts don't matter anymore to a lot of people who are in the media on CNN and MSNBC, especially because we, you literally had people who were blue check marks on Twitter who were part of the pundit class in the wake of Columbus. The same type of people who tell us we, you don't need an AR 15, it's a weapon of war. AR 15s need to be need to be just we need to round them all up and, and and confiscate all of them and just turn them in. Um, these are the same people who, in the same breath, will will say that will then say that having a knife fight is just part of growing up in the hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blowing off steam. Zero sense. That is that is one hundred percent justifiable. Why you would shoot someone who's wielding a knife because lethal force begets lethal force. Because if you try to tase them and it misses, and, I mean, you can Google taser malfunctions, you know, police shootings. Like, I hate get, watching cops get shot. Now, if there's two of us, one will go lethal, the other one will go non-lethal. You try to tase them first because you want to use the minimal amount of force. But if you're by yourself, you do not meet a taser. You don't meet a knife with a taser. You meet a, a, a knife with a gun because that's, it's lethal. It's justified. And, and that's, that's, that's how you save the person who's about to be stabbed who mm-hmm. cannot save themselves. That's how you save them. And you end the threat, and hopefully the person doesn't die. But, you know, if they're trying to stab two people and you know, their stepfather is trying to kick someone in the head, great, great role model that he is, <laughs> in front of the police, 
like you have to shoot that person. You have to meet lethal force with lethal force. Like that's just the way it is. And it's unfortunately, that's not what people want to hear. It's not what they want to see. It's not what they want to believe. But the ugly truth to some of policing is that you are farming out violent acts on behalf of society to the police because not all police work is pretty. Some of it is ugly, but like if you if you don't want it to be Mad Max, you need the police department. Like the, the way it is, because if you don't, you're going to wind up with Minneapolis, where you, yeah. your murder rate is through the roof in Chicago. Like what's the, what's going to be the over under of murders and shootings Memorial Day weekend? Because that's coming up every year in Chicago. Memorial Day weekend starts the killing season. Yeah, it starts, with barbecues. it starts with barbecues. Over the weekend. Somebody's uh-huh. not invited to a barbecue, and it turns into a firefight. Times mm-hmm. ten or, or fifteen. A birthday party. A birthday party. Yeah. And there's and yeah. we're and we're poking, we're poking a little bit at a recent incident in Colorado Springs, Colorado, where uh, somebody wasn't invited to a birthday party, mass shooting. So I want to, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right there because I want to change. We're, we're going in a direction, and I want to kind of direct the direction. Um, I wrote about this in particular on the at the Victory Girls blog on April 20th, and this is my headline: Maxine Waters TKO'd the Derek Chauvin trial, and it was right around the when the a, a verdict was coming out for Derek Chauvin. So I wanted before I let yeah, you yeah, because this really affects this the really police community affects. and this. There's a lot in this, but so keep and going. I want and I want to get your perspective as an officer. Okay, I think all of us in this room agree. Derek Chauvin was not a great office, was not a good officer at all. I wouldn't want to have beers no. with the guy. And, and, and you can talk about that, uh, Brady. Um, and so that's the first non-debatable thing. And I, and I don't know of anyone who will defend him, except maybe his paid defense lawyer. Um, the next question is, we can all ask in this room and on this call, uh, did he get a fair trial? Hands down, all of us will say no. So um, I want to get your perspective on this whole thing and give you lots of time to draw it out. because I, And then we're going to bring this around in, in the last probably five minutes for our listeners, because some of you might be thinking, what does it have to do with prepping? That has a lot to do with prepping. We're going to um, give Brady lots of time to tell us about that at the end. So tell us about your thoughts on Derek Chauvin. Okay, I wouldn't want to work with them. Yeah. But here's the sad reality. A lot of police departments have a Derek Chauvin on them. Now, maybe not necessarily to that level, but there's a guy or a girl on every police department where if you're on a call and you need backup or it's like, hey, start me some more units, and you hear whomever they are clear from their scene and they're coming to yours, you're just like, uh, that's like throwing gasoline on a fire. Because mm-hmm. um, you, you just, there's, you don't want them there. And and maybe maybe you'll do what sometimes I have done, which is like, hey, it's code four. You can slow them down. I don't need them. Because you'd when rather you really try did. it by yourself mm-hmm. rather than, you know, wind up going a, on is, trial for being an accessory. Is that something. is that a safe thing to do necessarily, though, Brady, as a police? <laughs> I mean, not that you want to be in that position, no, but yeah, exactly. No, it's definitely not safe. However, I will take my chances. And then if I need to, like, hit my emergency button after the fact, uh, and then to keep them away. Yeah, it's not crazy. Depending on like what's going on, because if you know that start, you know, so and so is going through a divorce, and you know he, you know, he's been drinking a little too much or whatever, and you've, you know. But here's the other thing about guys like Derek Chauvin. We all know who they are. Like, hmm. like you know that that guy is not who you want to be riding with. It's not who you want as your backup. It's not who you want to be around. So most departments, like where I was, both places I've worked. You don't hang out with them. You don't go to lunch to them with them. You don't talk to them. You don't have them over for the barbecue on the off day. You ostracize them. Yeah. Because you don't want to be around them. Because you know that when everything's relaxed, if they show up, they're going to spin your prisoner up in the back of your unit, get them all pissed off, and now you got to listen to them pissing your ear the whole way to lock up when they were fine before that guy got there. And and, and maybe, maybe, you know, because... Things have changed in the last, like, you know, decade with, with policing. And there's been got there are people who have been on the job a lot longer than maybe they should. Or, you know, back in the good old days when you could kind of get away with some stuff, you know. Those days are over, especially with body-worn cameras. And they probably did stuff back then that would get them, like, put in jail now. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll tell you about the good old days. And it's like, well, I don't know about the good old days because I only know this way. Which is fine because, like, I'm not looking to just tune someone up just because it's fun. Because I'm not like that. But some people who were in law enforcement back in the day, they kind of did that, all right? Yeah. It is what it is. We're being honest, right? Yep. And those guys, you know, they shouldn't be on the job anymore. Or they shouldn't have been on the job back then. 
but I wasn't there, so I can't, you know, speak specifically to everything. But what I can tell you is, if I had to work with that guy, like that wouldn't have went down like you saw on TV. You would have seen Officer Brady White tackle that dude off of George Floyd, and I would have started EMS when he was like, I can't breathe. Oh, you can't breathe? Because, uh, again, I've worked with body-worn cameras. Oh, you can't breathe? What's wrong? You can't breathe? You got, I don't, you got incarceritis? That's fine. All you're doing is delaying going to jail by 90 minutes. We'll get you medically cleared, and then we'll get you out of here. But, you, oh, you can't breathe? Ma'am, stop the EMS. Uh, okay, unit, what's, what's wrong with the person? George, what's, what's your problem? You can't breathe, your chest is tight, what? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, ma'am, uh, patient says, or arrestee says, you know, uh, chest is tight, can't breathe. All right, fine. You get medically cleared, then we go to lockup. Or you get transported to the hospital, you know, we cuff you to the bed until they medically clear you, and then you go to lockup. But kneeling on someone's neck, even if they got enough fentanyl to kill a midget in their system, <laughs> um, it's not happening around me because I am going home at the end of my shift to my family, and I'm not going to jail, period, because I don't trust. And if anything does happen right now, I don't trust a jury of my peers. And here's why. Look at Derek Chauvin. Exactly. That's that my next that's question. Been all over MSNBC and CNN, Juror 52, or whatever his name is. Yep. They, people put... People will lie to your face, Glenn and Shelby, on a scene. But then when we comb through the social media, we get the real story. Because people will put all kinds of stuff on social media that they'll lie to you about, like, out in the real world. And then when we look at their, it's like, is that you, Mr. Fair and Impartial Juror, number 52, with the Black Lives Matter shirt on and attending the protest for George Floyd? So how, I mean, look, it, the, the, the trial, I think, should have been moved, they should have, just moved for a change of venue right out of the gate. Okay. That didn't happen for whatever reason, but you can't pretend to be a fair and impartial juror when you're attending protests for the person whom the case you're sitting on is. And you've obviously made up your mind because you're at the protest and you're wearing clothing that shows that you have a rooting interest. Absolutely. Like that's not fair and impartial. Oh, there's, it's just not. It's not, absolutely. And I talk about this in my article, and I encourage people to go to victorygirlsblog.com and go to April 21st. It's, again, the Maxine Waters, who spoke, she's a sitting congresswoman, spoke in Minneapolis a couple of days before the uh, the the verdict came down to a jury that was not sequestered away from the media, which was everywhere. And in that piece, I specifically put... Uh, a video from the trial where the defense attorney is ber- is almost berating but hammering for sure the judge about there was such a mistake that this jury wasn't sequestered and now they've been exposed to a congresswoman doing this and and in some ways I look back on that article and I'm almost like that's almost laughable because juror 51 was probably having lunch with her when she was in town right I'm being funny that wasn't being funny but Glenn has a thought too yeah and here's the thing from a legal perspective you know, there are all these laws about jurors are presumed to be fair, and it's a very strong presumption, by the way. Jurors are presumed, if they're not sequestered, to not seek out information. All these ludicrous things. And here's the thing. 50 years ago, when America was a much moral place and people in general, I think, were a lot more decent, they would follow the rules that the judge said and and they could be presumed to be fair i think people were fairer 50 and more years ago and so we've got all these legal rules that made a lot of sense when america was full of decent people that now get applied to when america has a bunch of juror 52s who by the way juror 52 has now started a podcast oh he's benefiting he's profiting he's profiting so he was i think he was a plant on that jury now think about if anyone's been on jury duty the huge jury process, what it takes, are you going to be impartial? The questioning you go through to see if you can be impartial, especially on a trial like this. Um, when I was a kid, one of my parents was on a sequestered uh, jury for a murder trial and was gone for, I think, seven or eight weeks. Um, yeah, because it was a big deal because there was going to be so much media attention. And so um, the the appeals for the So blah, 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 this is and just sequestered, be, by yeah. the way, in the old days was like going to a hotel for seven yep. weeks and no newspapers right. and there was usually a deputy oh. there who made sure you weren't watching TV or something oh. like that. I mean, it was a for real right. sequestering, which is the way to go. Well, right. and my parent would tell me, oh yeah, we would get a newspaper every day that looked like Swiss cheese because anything that had to do with murder, <laughs> had to do with a shooting, had to do with anything. And so they basically, this, you know, you get a newspaper that you got about a third of every article 
and this is way was, before. Go ahead. The day that the that they settled, it was like closing arguments, and then they were like, "All right, it's day one of jury, jury deliberation." No one really talks about the fact that a church three weeks, uh, three weeks. Listen to me, three blocks away from the courthouse, caught on was caught on right mysteriously was burning. It's like, like if. Uh, was it faulty electrical? I don't know. Like I wrote a piece for PJ Media about it. Like, was it faulty electrical? I don't know. Was it a message that, like, hey, look, do the right thing, or this whole city's going to burn? I don't know. We'll never know. Yeah. But then the you know the Daily Mail comes out like a week later. Someone leaked that the feds were literally in the courtroom, and if he got found not guilty, they were going to bring him up on federal charges and remand him to custody immediately. And I think that the reason they were going to do that was to make sure that Minneapolis didn't burn. But how can you have a fair and impartial trial when the threat of, we're gonna burn this whole thing to the ground if we don't get what we want. If we don't get, and, and you have, again, people who are on social media with hundreds of thousands of followers and blue check marks. So they literally have the endorsement from Jack Dorsey and Twitter to say all kinds of hateful shit, all kinds of things about Israel being bad, or if we don't get what we want, we're going to burn this MF to the ground. Like, it's it's out there. All you have to do is Google it. You can see these people doing it. They don't face a ban. They're not stricken down. They're not deplatformed. It's allowed. It right. is allowed. So that's why, you know, kind of jumping ahead a little bit, get out of there. Why are you going to subject yourself to being in Serbia and not Bosnia, as Glenn would say? Get out mm-hmm. now while you can before right. the whole balloon goes up and then it's going to be... You know, man, I should have got out. Well, you know, I should have, could have, would have. That, that ship has sailed. You need to get out now while you still can. Because these things are going to continue to happen. It was Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis, and then it's, it was Garrett Rolfe in Atlanta. And then he just got his job back. But who knows how that's going to play out. And then you just had the one in Columbus. And then on the heels of the one in Columbus, you had the one that was in North Carolina with the Rural uh, Sheriff's Department. Ben Crump shows up. He's automatically the spokesperson. I don't understand how Ben Crump, maybe Glenn, you can answer me this because you're a lawyer. How can Ben Crump show up at all these different high profile trials nationwide and be a lawyer? Is he like, how can you be a member of a bar in like 49 states? It's a motion for pro hoc, motion for appearance pro hoc vice, and uh, you can be from another state and appear in one case. Um, But I don't want to get into the details of that, especially when you have a long Latin term. People quit listening, mm-hmm. but that's how you can do it. Okay. So, but, but he ahead. shows up as the spokesperson or he's representing the family. They have a press conference where they're like, I want justice for my, you know, whomever. And like the footage hasn't been released. The coroner's report hasn't been finalized there, you know, and they're already, the lawsuit's ready to go. And then, you know, you release the body worn camera footage and it turns out that the guy in North Carolina was trying to run over the deputies who were trying to execute a felony warrant. So they shot him because he was going to run someone over. It's, but again, we live in a post-truth society. None of that matters. Right. It's narrative. That's it's narrative, emotion, what sells ads, what can get people's eyes tuned on to primetime, you know, CNN or Fox News or whatever. And, and that's, that's where we're at, which is why, you know, I've been given the instructions at work, minimize contact with the, with the public. That, and that brings me Minim- to, yep, that brings me mm-hmm. to my next question because I, that what I'm here, what I'm hearing, and I'm just going to kind of bring it all together here, is there is an effort. We've seen that just defund the police, don't give them any more money, cut the cut cut the budget. Then the second thing is is to um, cut their efforts. So what you just said, I've heard that time and time again from active police officers. Now it's like, nope, don't. We're not going to uh, enforce mask mandates. We're the only thing we're going to go respond to is maybe some, uh, domestic violence calls and and respond, react, not not patrol and prevent, nope. not nope. drive by and see so that a crime is being committed. I mean, um, we're going to respond. We're going to go do a report. We're going to put some toe tags on some dead people. Right. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to draw do. chalk around people. And that's what we're going to do. And so we're seeing that very realistically when we have, you know, highways being blocked or an assault happening and police standing down because they've been told to minimize contact. So we're having this complete shellacking of police departments. And that's the point. So that's the point of whoever's behind the BLM, you know, uh, by large mansions movement or burn, loot, murder, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it. 
Now, and you've, and you've hit on a little bit, but I want to have a few more steps in this. If you live in a blue city, especially any of the ones that we've named today, that you've named today in particular, get out because it's only going to mm-hmm. get worse. What else do preppers, I want preppers to yeah, really hear this. Yeah, into preppers. And, and I know, and I loved what you said earlier. Preppers already have the mindset. We're already three steps ahead of the average person. Well, what what are other things that they can they preppers those who are listening can be three steps ahead on on this issue as well as just riot season in general, just general uptick in violence in general that overwhelms the police departments. I mean, you're your own first responder. It's right. like we talked about yo-yo time last time I was on. Mm-hmm. You're like, on your that's, own. That's it. That is the main thing. Is you need to act as if you're, you're you are your own first responder because you are because you have to call nine one one and then it has to get you know the call taker goes to the dispatcher dispatcher finds a unit units en route like that all takes time you're you're stuck in an intersection with fifty people and you know what I mean and now you got your kid in the back seat and you can't go anywhere like are you armed like what happens when they start busting the windows out like, these are things that you need to think about this is why I, I, like I don't go to the metropolitan area unless I'm at work. My family mm-hmm. does not go to the metropolitan area at all anymore. Good. Period. Good. That's it. Like we, we live where we live and we know where to shop up in this area. And we really don't, we haven't missed anything. Yeah. People, you're not going to miss <laughs> it. Like, like you, you will, you will adapt. You will find a new place to go and, you know, get whatever pizza or, you know, the Home Depot is other places other than large cities. You know what I mean? Like yes. you can get things that you need in Amazon and like UPS delivers out in the country. Like it, it does. I, I assure you the brown <laughs> truck of happiness will come and deliver whatever it is that you need. Like when you need it, they will. But there's no reason to be in a city when this stuff is going down unless you are one of the perpetrators. Absolutely. And we've seen time and time again where it's not even necessarily Glenn and Shelby, the people who are from Miami who are the problem. It's the people who are from the Portlands and the Seattles and the New Yorks with the orange hair and the 87 piercings and like, you know, the, the, the bad face tattoos that come in and it's, this is what they do. Oh, like, it's the page writers. A lawyer, I'm a cop. Shelby, you're a writer. These people are professional agitators. They're professional protesters. And the circus is in town, and they are the sideshow with Ben Crump and Al Sharpton and the rest of them to foment um, civil unrest and, uh, and, and, you know, get the agenda, whatever the – and I honestly think in some areas the defunding of the police and the, the demoralization and the get guys like me out is so that later on they can replace them with those same people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If they want. Absolutely. If I- they want. Okay. Brady, here's a question. Come out and tell you that. Here's a question, Brady. Um, you've been talking about the cities, the metro areas you described. Hundred percent, get it. Mm-hmm. A lot of our listeners live in the suburbs, and they might even live in the mm-hmm. parts of the suburbs that are very near the metro areas. How does everything you're saying affect people that live in the suburbs? Because that's where the majority of our listeners are. Well, I mean, hopefully, you know, you kind of like if you notice these things don't happen out in the suburbs. They won't come out into the suburbs and they're sure as hell not going to come out in the, like the rural part of the state where everyone owns guns and everyone knows everybody and everyone talks. And like, I've literally had one neighbor in the past month. He's come up to me three or four different times. And he's like, I think we'll be fine. Hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think we'll be fine out here. Cause last time when we had this happen, we just put a tractor at the end of the road. And if you didn't live back here, you didn't come back here. And there was like three of us on guard detail for a week. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I was like, huh, okay, really? All right. So then he starts telling me all about who lives back there and, you know, who's got this and who's got that. And I was like, yeah, I think we'll be all right. And this guy's a demolitions expert in the Army. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm feeling pretty good right now. So if you, I mean, again, because it's your listeners, right, of mm-hmm. which I'm one, and I will say shameless plug, Patreon supporter, mm-hmm. have been for a couple years now. Thank you. Um, and it's worth every penny. Um, you guys who are listening to the sound of my voice, you probably are having similar conversations with friends, family, neighbors. So you are going to be three steps ahead. This is not, it's going to kind of be like, in, I think it's going to kind of be like in Glenn and Shelby's books where it's going to happen. 
happen in the cities because you get your most return on investment if there's like a million people in the city. You don't care about the hicks out in the country that are living in a town of like 5,000, like forks with like Steve. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Forget those hillbillies. They, they can be on their own. But if we control the city and make sure that they have electricity and just enough food to kind of do what we want them to, then we can control them. And I think that a lot of these mass mandates and the closing of the economy and all this other stuff, it boils down to two things, power and control. Mm-hmm. They have the power to shut everything down. They have the control over the people. Like I said, I mean, 15 days to flatten the curve. Sure. I mean, like it's a year and a half later. And now we're talking about you still have to wear a mask unless you got vaccinated. But how do you even enforce that? Like, unless you're, you're going to set up checkpoints and have your papers, please. Like, I need to see your vaccination card. How do you know if the person who's wearing a mask or isn't wearing a mask is actually vaccinated? Because that, isn't that a violation of HIPAA? Yeah. Yep. Like, so, so I'm not asking that because you're not getting old Officer White in a civil suit, especially with the, the move to end qualified immunity. And I'm glad I just thought of that while we're still in the regular show. Qualified immunity is on the table in several di- different states right now. And if that gets ended... Like it did in Colorado, like it's on the table in three or four other states right now. I think New York just got rid of it. Um, a lot more guys and girls are going to leave law enforcement because frivolous lawsuits can be brought against you, or you're going to have to buy insurance as an individual officer of the law. And like, if you give someone a speeding ticket and they don't like it, they can sue you civilly for it. I will go do something else. I'm yeah. not. I'm not subjecting my family to financial ruin because some scumbag got it, got it in his head that he's a drug dealer and I roughed him up because he resisted arrest. Well, don't resist arrest and you won't get body slammed or, and don't reach for your waistband and I'm not going to have to pull, you know, a gun or use force. Like, don't get felony warrants and don't resist arrest and shoot at us when we come to execute those felony warrants and everybody's going to be fine. But now if you get rid of qualified immunity, that same guy can turn around and sue everyone involved in his arrest. It's crazy. Like yeah. the state house wanted to, you know, further erode their police departments. I don't, it's just, again, we live in a post-truth society. None of this is making sense. I'm going to stop you are, right there on that note because we have to end this show. We're going to carry the show regular we show. We're going to carry this over into the after show. Don't go away. If you're a Patreon supporter, folks, I want to always end us on the great note from Benjamin Franklin: uh, "Failing to prepare is preparing to fail." Folks, have a great week, every everyone, and we will catch you in the after show. You've been listening to Prepping Two. With authors Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher. All the information you've heard today, including all our previous shows, is online at prepping2-0.com. Find out more about Glenn's books at 299days.com and Shelby's books at agreatstate.com. Until next time, be smart, be safe, and be prepared.